Welcome back to the Lighthouse Educator Development Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and as I've stated, I want to commit to releasing something that is just myself, just me and Will, uh, whatever it might be per week to just get the things that are going on with me out um, and to really start speaking my truth a little more because I think that's something that's been lacking for me to do. Um, the reason I I say it that way is because I, I think there's a lot of things that I want to say that I've shied away from. And I think at times I've used the cover of, well, this podcast is about um, sharing other teacher stories, but I don't think I've done as good a job as I should of sharing my own story and what I'm going on with. So, you know, it's the end of February. Um, and it's been a really crazy month for me. Uh, as I've stated, a lot of times I've been working for a landscaping company uh, this fall and winter to be able to um, live where I do. Uh, I could have gotten other teaching jobs. Um, and, uh, I chose not to, you know, for family reasons. And it was the right decision. I, I'll stand by the fact that that was the right decision um, to have spent as much time with my nephews as I have, to have developed in my relationship with Brittany as much as we have. Um, it was obviously the right choice. But uh, now it's been over the last month or two, uh, it's frankly been a headache trying to get my Minnesota license renewed. And I don't know whether it's just the state of Minnesota or this one particular person um, that I've been dealing with has just been rude and belittling at every, every single turn. Um, every time I've emailed her, she, and she, I was directed by someone at the department of education of Minnesota that that's the person to contact. Um, because I was originally trying to get a job for the spring in the district where she works. Um, but she has been rude and belittling every single time, uh, saying some variation of, I can't understand why you can't just figure this out. And uh, it just has not been a good situation. Um, I finally decided uh, that I, I just sent her an email that said, please gather my materials that I submitted to you. Um, uh, and place them at your, the front desk of your school. I will come and get them and I'll work with someone else, which, which I'm fine with. Um, and I know that I've gotten the, I've gotten the requisite hours and those kind of things, but the difficult part is, um, uh, you know, my last couple of years in Houston, the district moved to keeping all of your certificates digitally. Um, so I threw away all the paper certificates that I had and, um, I wound up, um, needing those because I haven't been able to gain access to my old files through that district. Um, but even still I've got enough hours to where I can, and I've met the requirements where I should be able to renew my license, but this person has just been incredibly rude. Um, so that's been frustrating. Um, on a more personal level, it's, it's frustrating because, um, it's hard when, you're in a relationship where the next steps are engagement, house, wedding, and, you know, I have to go out 
in the middle of the night to plow snow and I'm on a really funky schedule and Brittany and I have to schedule everything around the weather and you know come spring and summer it's going to be long days and it's it's just not the ideal way to see each other um and to consistently and and in terms of pay it's it's not really putting us in a good position to save the money to do the engagement the house the wedding so uh, i'm actively now searching for for teaching jobs for the fall um which is it's an interesting process to be back in that space um i'm doing that there's a couple long-term sub jobs that are near me that i'm hoping i can get a chance at but this renewal situation has been um may put that in jeopardy, but I'm kind of hoping I can kill two birds with one stone is to approach them about my license renewal and try to get my foot in the door of uh, a long-term sub job for the rest of the year. So one of them starts actually this coming week and the following one starts at the end of March. So either one would be good um, just to get a little more classroom experience and be back and just make some connections and do that. So um, I'm hoping those things come around, but um, that's just kind of an update of where I'm at. Uh, the snow has been crazy in Wisconsin slash Minnesota state records for both states and, you know, for the month of February and the month isn't over and, um, plowing snow is not as bad as it seems the hours long. The, the most frustrating thing is that Brittany and I have to plan everything around, around the weather and it's not, um, it's not fun. It's not a good, not a good situation, but we're making the best out of it. She's been super, super supportive and accommodating and um, she's fantastic. So, but uh, it's one of the, the many thoughts I've had on my mind and especially as it, as it comes uh, in reference to, you know, wanting to get back into teaching, um, not getting back into a teaching job. I don't want, I've never really been out of teaching. I don't really feel like even though I haven't taught, um, it's just that there's this strange kind of dichotomy with me where I think everything is ca- I'm, I'm capable of everything. I can do everything. Like I really at times and anyone who's close to me will say that I overestimate my ability. Um, every opportunity comes at my, that comes my way. I feel like there's a way I can swing it and I can make it work and I can do great in it. Um, you know, I, applied for a teaching position, but the licensure thing got in the way of me even being a candidate. Um, I was approached about a, a director position at a charter school, didn't make the second interview. And, and those things are fine. But in both those situations, I was just like, yeah, I'll figure out a way. I'll find a way. Um, and that's the first half of it, of really just being very confident in my abilities and, and, and the fact that good things happen and if you work hard and, and those things, but the, the flip side of that, that I can't always figure out is why I'm not um, more willing to appreciate what I've done and the achievements I have and, and who I am as a person. And I really, on the flip side, undervalue myself. Like I, I, I still have this struggle to try to hustle for, you know, acceptance and to try to validate what I'm doing, whether it's my teaching or whether it's our nonprofit or our podcast or, or all the things that Wilkie and I are working on. I still have this feeling that I need to prove myself. And 
I, I don't spend nearly enough time um, looking backwards and, um, and, and really just being appreciative of how far I've come and the good that we've done and, and the relationships we built through the podcast and the fact that, you know, we've, we've had touch points with people 45,000 times just through this podcast. And, you know, we have touch points with the people at the teacher heart out conference and, and friends like Gary Gray or Vanessa, or, you know, the, the people we've connected with and we're out doing good. Like we're, we're doing good for good sake. You know, we haven't made a dime. We're, we're in debt as a nonprofit, but I don't regret it. It's just that point where we're, but we've done so much and we've come so far. I, um, I got accepted, uh, to present, uh, at a conference in Milwaukee, uh, in the middle of June, it's called the spark conference. I'm super excited about, I'm going to get to catch up with Jeff Gargas and Ray, uh, Heward and, and just meet some more people. But I just, I can't figure out why I have this ability to overestimate these things like, or maybe underestimate the challenges that are in front of me. Um, yet I don't appreciate and value the things that I have done. I, I think it's maybe just cause I'm coming back to that point of feeling like I need to hustle and, and continually be doing things to get a, approval or achievement that I'm so focused on what I've got to do next that I haven't really appreciated what I've done prior. Um, and it's hard for me. It's, it's sometimes it's really hard for me to see the forest, if not the trees, um, you know, and, and I, I can just get so fixated on certain things and, you know, it's hard cause my girlfriend is not in any way, shape or form making it about money. She's not pressuring me to do anything. She understands the choices I made. Um, and, and, why I made those choices. Um, you, you know, the only reason I'm landscaping instead of subbing is because they pay for my insurance. And I don't know that I would have gotten insurance had, um, had I been subbing because it, I mean, that's another couple hundred out of my pocket every, every month. So, and I'm learning and growing and getting better, but I'm really trying to, kind of twofold, bring it back to the middle to where I'm more realistic about my abilities and opportunities and things and the challenges that people are going to face. Um, especially when it comes to this, finding a new job. I mean, I, I'm looking in, um, in the urban areas around Minneapolis, St. Paul is where I would be targeting. I, I want to work with an ur urban population. And I think because of my experience in Houston that it should be easy for me, but it's hard on the reality that maybe that isn't what makes the difference. Maybe it's going to be way harder to get a job than I think it is. And, and like, it scares me to put myself in a position where I'm going to be in the same position this fall of having to choose between subbing and, and landscaping and, and, putting my girlfriend through that again and having to push back farther, buying a house and, you know, having to 
sacrifice certain things, um, you know, for our wedding or things like that. I mean, it, it's, it scares me, um, to think that that's the reality of the situation, what it possibly could be. Um, but on the same token, I don't want to lose the optimism that allows me to do these things. After four years of pouring money into a nonprofit that hasn't, I mean, we, we've gotten some donations from friends and family, um, but, you know, we have never gotten hired. We've never gotten paid to speak. We've never gotten paid to consult. And ultimately, that's what we want to do long term is be consultants and be paid to, to do these things and present these things that we're passionate about and tell teacher stories and tell our own stories. But on the realistic side, it, it at times make me look, makes me look back and, and regret some of the choices I made. Um, you know, I had a chance at the end of last year when I was told I was being non-renewed that I could have appealed it and, and gone before the, the, the school board and, and tried to plead my case as to why that wasn't justified. But I, I, I didn't want to be a part of a school that didn't want me. Um, you know, I, a couple years ago, gave up a almost $60,000 a year job in Houston to run our nonprofit and do some subbing and, and take a huge pay cut. And, and now as you're trying to buy a house, you know, I regret, I don't, I don't want to say regret because I can't regret because I think the choices I made that year led me to being home and where I'm at now. But it's just hard to think back that you left that money. I left that money on the table. Um, and it's sort of like the same thing I was coming back to trying to get my license back is I didn't anticipate I was going to ever need a Minnesota license again. I didn't anticipate I would be moving home. I didn't anticipate that my nephews would have such a profound impact on me. I didn't anticipate that how, how my relationship with Brittany just has made everything come into focus and how it's really made me prioritize what I want out of my life and, and where I want to be. And there are parts of me that are nervous to go back into a classroom. Um, just because some of the experiences I've had of, of being a square peg and trying to fit into a round hole, but I'm hoping that I can find the right situation with the, with the right group. And, and in what I know now and what I've learned, I feel like I'm so much more capable of, doing what's right for kids and, and being more equitable and, and, and doing the job that I think a teacher is meant to do. But it's sort of, like I said, I, I think it's a, a challenge that everybody faces of trying to find that balance between being humble, giving yourself credit for the things you've done, being realistic about situations and the, and the way life is, but then also challenging those assumptions that life has to be a certain way and things have to happen a certain way. And, you know, I, I feel like, and I feel like I know that I've made the choices that I felt called to that my heart, you know, I felt like God, the universe was calling me to, and, and I can't say that I've ever been let down. I felt called to move when I left for Houston, um, I felt called to come back and 
this past summer when I had chances I could have gone other places to teach. I, I, I felt called to stay um, and kind of right as things were winding down with my old school district is when I met Brittany and, and it was such a strange time that she stuck by me. Um, she didn't really stick by me. She, she was, she was patient with me. Um, she kind of let me get my footing. And then when the time came, she, she put her foot down and said like, you gotta, you gotta figure out what you want to do from there. It's been um, nothing but amazing with her. So I, I guess in conclusion, I feel like the right job will come my way and not like it'll just fall into my lap, but that the right things will happen to put me in a position to be in the right job and to be able to, to continue the work that Wilkie and I are doing, but also provide for my family and, you know, help build a future for Brittany and I and continue to grow as an educator and as a person. But, um, yeah, that's just one of the things that's uh, been on my mind, on my heart the last couple of weeks. Um, just trying to not lose who I am in, in those things that make me great. Uh, that kind of overesting my, overesting my abilities and that belief in myself has been one of my um, best qualities. It's allowed me to do the things I have. Um, but sometimes I get so focused on what's ahead that I don't look back and I don't appreciate where I've been and what I've done. So uh, I'm going to try to do that more. Um, luckily I also have people in my life who help me see a little more reality, but I won't ever lose that, that, um, that belief that I can do just about anything. Um, cause I've proven that I can do just about anything I put my mind to. And when I was trying to do things that weren't my path, I was put on a different path. Sometimes it was more painful than others, but man, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, checking out what we're doing. Um, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, if you're finding value in what we do, um, uh, and it, if you're a teacher out there, we're, we're going to be in Atlanta in March for the teacher heart out conference. Um, Sales have closed of the Teacher Heart Out Cruise. We will be there in June. I will be in Milwaukee in June as well. And then Wilkie and I will both be in San Antonio um, for sure for Teacher Heart Out. And we think we're going to maybe try to double up that time while we're there um, for uh, the AIE conference we're hoping again. But, um, yeah, we, you know, we'd love to hear from you, get some feedback from you. Um, at value as value on Twitter and Instagram and uh, on Instagram Wilkie is at it's dot will W I L dot law dot I I I and on Twitter he's at it's underscore will underscore law underscore I I I so thanks again for checking out the podcast um, subscribing we'd love to hear from you if you got people you want us to interview things you want us to talk about just let us know but this is episode 153 and we're out